Hey everybody, welcome back to Five Songs or Less. Lindsay's on vacation for at least today. <laughs> Woo! For another, what, six hours? Eight hours? Yeah, something like that. Depends on what time you go into work. Mm, yeah, I suppose I don't start work at midnight. Um, yeah. Not usually. <laughs> not usually. <laughs> not that kind of job. Uh, so uh, it, theoretically it could be. But, um, Theoretically, sure, 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 yeah. You never know when the action's going to strike. <laughs> that is true. I mean, you know, we laugh, but that is part of my job, should it yeah, ever yeah, totally. arise. Yeah, totally. We're here with Lindsay. Uh, Lindsay gave me a band that she said I was going to hate, and so we'll see how that turns out in a little while. <laughs> yeah, so we should we should talk about this, though. Do you want... Do we need? Do we want to start with front load with banter, or should we explain why? I don't have any banter. Like I was thinking about this today, and I'm what? like, I don't know if I have anything that exciting to talk about. I don't know. I mean, we have a we we got some catching up to do. I mean, have you tried any okay. good jerkies lately? I mean, you've been <sighs> no same old jerkies. I, I restocked pretty heavily, like a a couple months ago and that shit lasts man shit lasts a while what about your dip situation dip situation has has been a little lacking lately um at target you're you're not gonna like this probably at target they had um some like dill pickle dip yeah 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 we got that it was it's pretty good see Um, i thought you were just gonna say something non-vegan but you just went full nuclear it was not vegan it had pickles and cream cheese or some shit like that so you just doubled up on the bad (laughs) doubled up on the bad stuff yeah (laughs) yeah no nothing too exciting my sister sat by my sister was in town that was cool cool. she she found uh, at my parents house she found a fanny pack you sent me fanny pack. You know. That was some. That was something I thought that we should touch on. Is you sent me a picture of that fanny pack. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I, I would like to know what became of it. Uh, it's it's still at my parents' house. I did go over there a couple days later. It, it was a bummer because like my sister was in town. I don't get to see her that much because she lives in Vancouver, Canada. But as course, as soon as she gets into town, Lassie gets really sick, oh, no. and so like I didn't want to go over there and possibly like ruin her vacation because you know she's here and and plus she's going on a secondary vacation after she gets back and so um i only get to i picked her up from the airport and then uh the day before she left Lassa was finally pretty much mostly better not contagious anymore just like a cold kind of thing you know yeah yeah and she's at that age where she, Lassa, not my sister, um, she's at that age where she gets congested and she doesn't know what to do with it yet. Oh, yeah. You know? So, yeah, she like coughs and coughs and coughs and doesn't know how to like, it, it either just kind of subsides or it comes up in sort of a, this is real gross, comes up as sort of a throw up kind of situation. Yeah, it's tough to be yeah. sick at that age. Yeah. My sister always cleans my parents' house. She'll, like, go to a cabinet or a closet or, or whatever and, like, organize something because that's, she likes doing stuff like that. And my parents fucking need it. Um, so she found a bunch of old stuff, but, like, in particular, the two items she sent me a picture of 
was the fanny pack, a black Jansport fanny pack. Uh, I'm pretty sure has been around my waist at one point in my life. And a Miller's Outpost bag. Did you? I sent you a picture of a Miller's Outpost bag, and I realized Lindsay might not have any idea what that is. No, no. I've, I think I've maybe heard it once or twice, and I just know it's something that exists. But it was not something as an East Coast person that I had yeah, I think much it was, insight into. Uh, we, we talked about it extensively on, the, on our Deftones episode. Because uh, Miller's Outpost was a place you could get Dickies at. And Deftones were Dickies. Do you know this? I don't know. That um, part I do know, yes. <laughs> okay. And, I don't know. It was a cool store. It eventually became Anchor Blue. I don't know if you remember Anchor Blue, if you were a big mall shopper. I think I remember that as being, like, I remember that as being sort of, like, where you went if you didn't go to Abercrombie. Like, it was Abercrombie Light, if I recall. I guess you could say it's it's somewhere between Abercrombie and like Pacific Sunwear. Oh, like, somewhere, like it's kind okay. of skatery. Like that's where uh, you would get like your baggy pants. It was where you would go if you were kind of skatery. Okay, kind of skatery. That yeah. that gives some that gives some context. Uh, yeah. I also got a cool uh, Dragon Ball shirt there in the ninth grade. I was pretty excited about that. But yeah, I sent that to you and realized, oh yeah, Lindsay probably doesn't know what that is since you didn't get here till after they were gone. No, no. Um, you know what I did want to ask you about, though, is you played a show this week. <gasps> I did play a show all the way in Auburn. I'd never been to Auburn before. What? Okay, let's, uh-huh. this, I'm going to put on my therapist hat. Let's talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> how did that make you feel? <laughs> <laughs> how did that make you? How did it? No, honestly though, how did it make you feel to know that there's a city so freaking close that you haven't been to? I know I've been through it because I've been to Grass Valley. I think is on that way, that direction. I've been to Nevada City multiple times. Yeah, never never uh, been there. I've been to Newcastle. My friend uh, Keith had a, lived in Newcastle for a little while. It's cute though. It's like one of those you know small. Town's very old, kind of looking, and you know, there was like a, right across the street, there was a nice looking deli that I'm sure had no vegetarian options, but also and also had a uh, thin blue line flag up, so that's no fun. They were closed anyway. But we played at a tattoo shop. It was like a annual thing that this tattoo shop has. Uh, and last year, this band called Feral Season played. And then, like, members of Feral Season were organizing it today, or the other day. And it was fun. It was weird, because it was, like, not your average show, you know? So it's like, a, I don't even know if it was a benefit. Like, they was free, and they were taking donations. But then mm-hmm. we got some of those donations, so I don't know. Anyway, it was fun. We played... Two songs. We played a new song that we had our first time playing that new song, so that was interesting. Uh, we were supposed to play three songs, but we started late, and our songs are long, uh, so we yes. ended up only playing two. Your songs are long. Yes. You remember. I, re- I remember. <laughs> we, I enjoy, we our, I our enjoy new song is our longest song so far. Well, that's a personal accomplishment. Like, <laughs> congratulations. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Uh, a little, little too long, if you ask me, but 
what do I know? Oh, hey, my target order is here. I should go get that. Um, okay. I don't take a minute. Well, while I'm gone, if you want, mm -hmm. you could just wait. That's fine. You could also give me some some surprise thoughts about Auburn, about Battlehag songs. I don't know. I can, I can. Okay. I'll wait till you take your headphones off before, okay. so I can surprise okay. you. Okay. So, Danny's gone. Let's get into the good stuff now. Uh, not really. I have no good stuff. So I have uh, several friends in Auburn. Oddly enough, they all live on farms. Um, maybe not oddly enough. They, it's a feral, 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 fairly rural area in some parts of Auburn. Uh, but very beautiful. I will often take day trips where I go stop in Auburn, uh, go to Grass Valley, um, that whole that whole lineup there, there's some great thrifting. Uh, I go to Clock Tower Records when I hit Grass Valley. Um, interesting place to buy records because there are a lot of people that live up there now that are sort of... There are people there with musical tastes that maybe have different musical tastes than the people that, that sort of made Grass Valley what it was in the 70s. My coolest purchase there was probably uh, Lydia Lunch... What is it? Lydia Lunch birthday party bootleg? Does that sound right? I don't know. I was really excited to find it in Grass Valley. is not where I thought I would find it. Um, fun fact about Clock Tower Records is that they will let you use your bathroom. Um, their bathroom, excuse me. They will let you use their bathroom. It's perfectly clean. Um, I understand why people don't often allow people to use their restrooms, but it's a very nice thing of them to do. Very kind folks. Uh, you probably have been there. Can't... There are some record places in Auburn. Hello! Are there? There, are, Yeah, there are a couple record shops in Auburn, but they're not... Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, there's Cherry. Cherry's the big one that I know about. Oh, I should have tried to figure out if it was open. It's on I like had that so much time to kill. Really? Are you serious? Yeah, I had... Oh, we had Danny. to be there. I got there at like 5.30 and we didn't play till 9. Oh, you should have talked to me because Auburn is amazing <laughs> because there, there's thrifting. There's used bookstores. There's an amazing vegetarian restaurant called Nectar. What? Oh. Yeah. Uh, oh, Nectar. Oh, I saw that. I was like looking at the map and I was like, oh, yeah, Nectar. That sounds familiar. And there's a lot of, and there's a lot of that stuff concentrated into a very small area. So you could have, man, you should, I mean, I don't I know, I can't think of a universe where you would, would have said, I'm going to Auburn, let me check in with Lindsay, but. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure, sure. But if you, I mean, to be fair, if you are looking for vegan food or vegetarian food, if you don't want mm. vegan food, um, you are mm. lesser. Uh, I am lesser. It's you true. are lesser. Or to some degree, record shopping. There are people that have better eyes for record shopping than I do. Um, you should always come to me for thrifting advice should you be looking yeah, for yeah. more fanny packs. So, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Auburn is, is a place where there are a lot of things that I love. Hmm. I just stood around picking my nose for like four hours. Oh, man. We kind of walked down the block a little bit. There's a cute-looking ice cream place that I didn't go to. It was right by the clock tower. Do you know where the clock tower is? Uh, if I'm remembering 
Yeah, yeah. I think I, yeah. Yeah, because um, you were close to that. Yeah, you were not far from some good stuff. I fucked up. I didn't even go to the Thai restaurant. That was right next door, though. So you just made yourself miserable, then? I made myself miserable. I went over to the little, like, veggie meat platter that they had. I grabbed a piece of broccoli and some crackers. And then they had, like, That's the kind of, of thing uh, I would do out of spite. Like, just sit in a corner <laughs> with broccoli and a cracker and, like, make people yeah. look at me. Like, look at me now. Look at the shit you're making me eat. Like, do you feel good about this? This is this is yeah. what you're doing to the vegan, yeah. <laughs> uh, and they they had plenty of uh, non-alcoholic beverages for for me. Well, that's like bubblies cool. and ginger ale. I've been offered more times recently than ever in my life non-alcoholic beer, and that just doesn't seem appealing to me. Um, so. I remember it being sort of a thing when I was younger, um, yeah. you know, and I I didn't know a lot of people who had non-alcoholic beer, but I, I would come across it in the wild sometimes, um, yeah. usually somebody's dad who was just sort of slowing down. Or, um, sure, sure. So I have, I'm not a heavy drinker, I drink a couple times a year, but I like to cook. With, oh, I say I like to cook. I, some I occasionally, sherry. well, just some white wine, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I tried. I was because I. It's the one of those things where it's like I don't really know if I want to hold, and it's, there's no danger to it. But it's just like I don't really know if I want a whole bottle of wine in the house. Sure, sure, sure. So I tried non-alcoholic wine, and it is terrible. Is it? They, they make non-alcoholic wine. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Bought, I've heard. I bought it at the co-op. I mean, it, I mean, it, it tastes like. Slightly sour grape juice. It doesn't. Ooh. It definitely doesn't taste like Ooh. wine. Yeah. So yeah. will will you eat food that's been cooked in wine with wine? I will now. I used to be more like uh, picky about that kind of stuff, but I will. But I won't purposefully like drink alcohol. Is is the thing? Like I accidentally drank a mimosa a couple years ago. Just like one sip of a mimosa a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and I was like, "What the fuck is wrong with this orange juice?" Yeah. I said, oh, that's a mimosa. I had a, I had a partner who wasn't a drinker, and mm-hmm. one day we're at a barbecue, and he reached into the cooler and grabbed this red can, thinking it was a Coke, and it was Tecate. And, like, everybody oh. was just jumping toward him, like, because it wasn't, <laughs> he wasn't somebody who had had a problem ever in his life. He was just uh-huh. not very much... Hard line, not a drinker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were just sort of like, yeah. no. We wanted to save him from that fate of finding it the hard way. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, I don't know I, that I've I appreciate had a that for beer. him. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, if if somebody if something if somebody wants to take a stand on that, you know, absolutely, I support them, and I mm-hmm. supported yeah. him. Yeah, but non-alcoholic wine is gross. I don't know if non-alcoholic okay. beer is any butter. It did. I was over at a friend's house, and she had specifically gotten a non-alcoholic beer for uh, her husband and for me, because he doesn't drink anymore. I think he used to, uh, and I don't. And so I try. I like took a sip of it. I like. I felt like morally like this. I shouldn't even fake this. What am I doing? But yeah. I took a. It just tasted like kombucha. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, kombucha. Because I'll drink kombucha, and that has a mild amount of alcohol in it. Yeah, and I mean, non-alcoholic beer does have a sort of like very trace amount of alcohol in it too. The same way decaffeinated coffee has a little bit of caffeine in it still. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Auburn was cool. Show was fun. Yeah, if you listen to that running dialogue I gave you while you were gone, you'll have some tips for next time. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, so are you ready to get into it? I'm ready to get into this. So uh, Dante and I had a 90s alternative rock concert draft episode that we did. For those of you who have not listened, uh, if you have not, go back and listen to it. It was really fun. On that episode... I looked up on the internet to see if the local radio station here that you was here in the 90s called Quad 106.5 had playlists of what they played. And at the top of one of these YouTube playlists, the unofficial thing, was a band called that I'd never heard of and has a weird name. And I was like, <laughs> Possum Dixon, like them. And it was a total passing, like, we moved on. And then Lindsay was like, <laughs> Lindsay was like, we cannot move on. <laughs> we cannot move on from this. Let me give you a Possum Dixon playlist. You're gonna hate it. That that was what I said. Um, I'm I'm excited because I don't think this is your kind of thing, and I don't really expect it to be your kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But they did write one of my favorite songs ever. Is is that on this playlist? It is. It starts oh. the playlist. Okay. But okay. so this is more, you know, I, I was actually, I was kind of looking through bands that had played Lollapalooza today because I was trying to remember the year that I had gone. Looks like I went in, now I can't remember. I want to say 94. Okay. I know I saw Green Day, L7, um, Smashing Pumpkins, Beastie Boys. Um, but that, in lo- I think that was 94, yeah. Yeah. In looking through that sort of chunk of the 90s and looking through the ses- the bands on the second stage, it was just sort of like, oh my God. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, sure, there's some great people on the first stage, but like looking at the lineup on the second stages, it was just mm-hmm. like Stereo Lab. Um, oh, it's, wow. possible, it's possible that I missed Stereo Lab. Mm-hmm. Um, Unrest, which is a band that I love. Um, oh, there are sure. a lot of... There are a lot of teen beat bands on mm-hmm. the second stage at Lollapalooza. One of them, uh, how this came up, was Possum Dixon. And so basically the point of this playlist is, yes, you've heard Possum Dixon before. I don't care if you like them. <laughs> so I'm glad have, we're wait, devoting this I time to Have I heard Possum Dixon before? I believe you have. I believe there's a song on this playlist that you have heard. Hmm. Okay. And I okay. believe it and I believe it is the song that you will like least on this playlist. I'm gonna need evidence, first of all. Uh and uh, second of all, none of them sounded familiar at all. Okay. Uh well we'll we'll discuss it when we get to it. Okay, we'll we'll discuss it when we get there. Okay. So the the reason like Lindsay's excited about me hating this is because I tend to like everything except for the band Caius. Uh, and pink. I've, I've gone on record multiple times that I don't like pink. And uh, Luke the... Combs. Oh, and Luke, Luke Combs, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, he did a, a pretty good, to, passable to good cover of Fast Car by Tracy Chapman. Listen to the episode that comes out tomorrow. 
uh, if you want. Uh, so yeah, that's that's the point of like Lindsay giving me this thing that she uh, says that I'm going to hate uh, because I tend to like everything. Um, what about it uh, says to you? What do you think that I I wouldn't like about this this band? Um. So there's a lot of very surfy stuff in what they play, mm-hmm. um, and in discussions about other genres that sort of touch on that 60s bit. I know that you dislike Garage, which is sort of surf adjacent. Sure. Um, I, I can't fully say that I don't like Garage. I feel like I either haven't heard the right Garage or the stuff that I've heard uh, I didn't listen to with the right ears or enough. So we'll say that. Yeah. So um, that's sort of the biggie. And... The other piece of it is, it's just, um, this is a band with a lot of hooks, mm-hmm. but I can see that not necessarily, not necessarily appealing to you. I mean, like you were okay. looking at like a whole package kind of thing. Okay. Okay. Hey, um, speaking of bands with hooks, did you ever listen to those two Blink-182 songs that I told you to listen to? No. It's okay if you didn't. I don't <laughs> it just popped into my head all of a sudden that we never talked about that again. And maybe that was the point. <laughs> I was trying to be polite. Let it pass. <laughs> no, I actually completely forgot that we had that conversation. I okay, um, okay. have a very uh, sele- not selective memory. I, my memory is incredibly sharp for some things and just totally uh-huh. gone to- for yeah, others. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the two songs I, I told you to listen to. Um, are Pathetic and uh, Adam's Song. Those are two ah. of my favorites. Okay, that's right. Pathetic and Adam's yeah. Song. I will remember now. Yeah. yeah, so this band really caught me in kind of like my transition year, you know, like before I gave up on major labels entirely. Sure, sure. Um, so some of this I actually kind of went back to and listened to fresh, and I really still love it. There is a song on this playlist that I genuinely dislike. Um, And I put it on there again because I think it's the song that you have heard before. Just the way songs were around in the ether as we were teenagers. But it's sounding like maybe not. Uh, Yeah, no, I don't think so. Uh, At least not to a point where it stuck with me, Mm. you know. Okay. Before we get into the songs... I was, you gave me the playlist, and then I listened to the playlist, and we were kind of deciding on which band we were going to talk about, because I gave you a band as well. And I was like, uh, we're going to talk about uh, Possum Dixon next, because we need to talk about this. Um, (laughs) I listened to the playlist on the way to the grocery store, and as I was walking around the grocery store, um, one one of my favorite things to do is Amanda will get home, we'll eat dinner, and she'll say something to the effect of like, oh, hey, can you run and get me gas real quick? And I go, I'll go, fine, I will go to the store and get dessert. And so I go get her gas, and then I go to the store and get dessert. <laughs> it took me a second. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, I, I will go to the store, whichever store I go to. I, I tend to like going to uh, Bel Air over here because they, they play really good music. And so I was just like, fucking weirdo dude, nine o'clock at night, like wandering around, like singing to myself, bopping along. 
But anyway, this time I was texting Dante the whole time. I have thoughts for from Dante on each song for this oh, playlist. He he knows. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I sent him uh, I sent him uh, oh. the playlist and and said, "Hey, listen to this. Let me know what you think. If you're up for it, uh, give me some thoughts on each song." And so he it it sort of petered off toward the end, but he he gave me some <laughs> thoughts. Um, so we, I'm, we have I'm really excited about this then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. Are you ready to talk about the music? Yeah. Okay. Lindsay, I really like this band. You're kidding, right? Like a lot. Like I want to listen to more. Are you fucking with me? No, really they're really fucking good. Band. I love okay, good. pop. Like, <laughs> but it's very like it's okay. Well, we shouldn't. We shouldn't. Uh, give too much of it yeah okay but i okay. i'm so happy to hear this this is like i was playing it all cool but i'm so thrilled to know that you hear that you like this <laughs> my street continues of liking everything um <laughs> uh first song uh is called emergencies about to end Dante says that this song is not good. And why is this the first song? That's, that's Dante's thought. So why did you pick this as the first song? Because this is my favorite song. This is your because, favorite song? because as much as I'm not necessarily a Possum Dixon completist, uh-huh. this is probably in like my top 300 favorite songs. Okay. okay. Top 300. That's a... Okay, but I mean, so... But 300, like, we've got the entire Beatles catalog to deal with, or the majority of the Beatles catalog to contend with. There, I mean, there are a lot of bands that have given me a lot of my favorite songs. Sure, I mean, would sure, you feel sure. better if it was top 200? Because I could probably pretty confidently put them in my top 200. All right, let's put them in your top 200. They're so good. <laughs> this song is, is very good. It, if I had to pick a least favorite, it would be this one, I guess. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Um, Unless you still have better taste than Dante. <laughs> You've listened to the podcast before. You know these things. Yeah, that is true. Dante um, didn't like Wilco. <laughs> the start of this podcast. Uh, I will say it didn't hit me like looking at the album covers and stuff because i had to like go through and make the playlist i was a little worried that it was going to be like super surfy or super like like some sort of rockabilly or something like that yeah i made that face when i was putting the playlist (laughs) (laughs) um but as soon as the vocals came in because like our little uh magician rob zabrecki has such a good voice yeah Oh, yeah. I really love his singing. And it, it not just this song, but all these songs, like, it really sucked because, like, I was listening to this playlist and I was like, oh, this is great. It reminds me of something. What does it remind me of? And, like, all week I've been, like, trying to, like, remember what it reminds me of, like, all these different things. And I, like, I finally pulled some of them out 
And I was like, oh yeah, it reminds me of this. It reminds me of this. And like Dante and I had one in particular on the next song that we both said. So we'll get there. Throughout though, I get a lot of Violent Femmes vibes. Yeah, that, that's a lot of what I hear. There are points where there's even sort of like, I can't pinpoint it for you, but I almost get like a David Byrne vibe at certain points. Oh, sure, um, sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think actually I saw on um, Wikipedia today that, that that was one of their comparisons or influences with Talking Heads. Yeah, I do just want to put in a quick aside here that we, this playlist is exclusively from the first two albums. There's a third album that I'm just not familiar enough with to oh, okay. have really thrown it on. Okay, yeah. I did read a little bit about that today. And it's funny because like, I was kind of like skimming the Wikipedia and it said something about the cars and I was like, oh yeah, kind of does remind me of the cars a little bit. But apparently Rick Okasek, Ocas- I think it's actually pronounced. Oh, Ocasek, okay. I, I said Ocasek, but I could I've be always said Ocasek, but for some reason I feel like I saw an interview and he said it's Ocasek or something. Anyway, oh Ricky boy, produced it and apparently it ended up sounding a lot like the cars. And yeah, that was kind of a it, bummer it, for the band. Yeah, and um, there's a bit of that in Rob Zabrecki's book, which you should read. It's very good. Use Link Plus. Okay. Just going to, I'm going to throw that in every time. Is there an audio book? Um, I, no, I wish there was because I would absolutely love that That's as an audio book. Um, I just yeah, got a new even, pair of uh, AirPods yesterday, so I want to want to use them. Because I, you know... Honestly, before I was going to make you the playlist, well, it was certain, no, I can't say it was before I was going to make you the playlist, but I really wanted to ask you to read the book, and I know that you're more of an audiobook guy, so I was mm-hmm. like really searching around for it because I thought mm-hmm. you would really, really enjoy it, um, even if you didn't like the band, which like, I am, I'm so jazzed, let's dive in. <laughs> My first timestamp is 42 seconds. I think when it came to that part right there is when I was like, oh, yeah, I love this. It's (laughs) it's got that power pop. It has like this. I don't know if it's a synthesizer or some sort of organ or something like kind of in a little bit buried in the background. Reminds me of the cars and just that kind of like easy rhyme and the bark, bark, bark talk and nonsense. Like just that delivery of it just really kind of like hit home like okay, yeah, this is really fucking good. Uh, how, it's kind of weird, and maybe you know, maybe you don't know, like, how this band didn't get, like, a lot bigger. This is my point. It's it's. This baffling. is my point. It's kind of baffling. Yes, 100%. Um, now, I mean, the band did break up around or after the third album, but... Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, like... The two albums that they had, no, I mean, this is... Yeah. 96 and 93, like, this is, like, peak for this kind of sort of nonsensical, really fun, like, power pop kind of stuff. Like, I was thinking of bands like like Better Than Ezra or Presidents of the United States of America or, you know, other stuff like that that was popular at that time. And I'm just like, how are these contemporaries not at least on that same level, you know? Yeah, yeah. Kind of wild. And this is why when you said Possum Dixon, whoever they are, here we are, Danny. 
Here we are. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> so yeah, that so, part is great. That was when I first like was like, yeah, this is good. So my first timestamp is not too far after that. I've got 108 to 117, but honestly, it might go a little past 117. I'm okay. not sure. I have a timestamp right after that. Dollar Chinese food won't settle in. And your bull whip is ripping me to shreds. I almost wrote that timestamp down. Yeah. Good stuff. I like the like the bull whip part. How they really emphasize that, and it's got like kind of a whip feel to it. Well, there, there's something in his delivery where he, there's almost like a he does it a lot in this song and just a lot of songs where he's sort of like laughing as he's singing. Yeah, yeah. And there's yeah. a little bit at the end of this when he's ripping it, ripping, ripping me to shreds. There's like a little bit of a laugh there, and I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna keep that going a little bit. For it's kind of the timestamp is very similar to the one I already played, but it's like a longer version of this chorus kind of thing. Yeah, really good chorus. The, like all of these songs have been getting stuck in my head, like yeah. all fucking week. They're so catchy. I don't really know why Dante doesn't like this one. I'm not too sure why I said this was my least favorite song on the playlist. Because it's really fucking good. <laughs> so I don't know what I'm talking about. It, and it is like not just my favorite on the playlist, but I my favorite in... In your you top know, 1,000 songs. <laughs> two to 300. Two to 300, okay. Two to 300. Do you, th- do you, do you feel like every Beatles song is better than this song? No. Okay. No, but lots of them. I mean. Yeah. Sure. Sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Anyway. Anyway. 144 is my next thing, but I think it's actually, my timestamp's not that great um, as far as like the actual time of it. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything around that time? No, no. Mine, my last one is closer to the end of the song. Okay. I'm going to do like 140 and we'll see how this goes. So like this kind of noodly weird guitar solo into really cool like really classic kind of organ sound. The last thing I have on this song is the very end of it. So I don't know if you have anything before that. Yeah, no, for me too it's the the very end of it which I have starting at 228. Me too. That fill right at the end too is so good. Reminds me a lot of Violent Femmes. Like I only know the hits yeah. from Violent Femmes, but that just sounds like them. Yeah, really good song. I like it a lot. It's definitely not my least favorite on this playlist. I don't think I have a least favorite on this playlist. You know, it's just so strange because I was like, I was all prepped and you you heard me getting like not all defensive, but all super cool. Like, yeah, man, I don't care if you like this band, but they're so good, right? <laughs> they're they're really so good. fucking good. <laughs> 
I t- texted Dante and I was like, Lindsay gave me this band that she said I was going to hate. And I actually really fucking like them. Um, so what do you think of them? And he was not as excited as I was, but, you know. He's not, I mean, I don't know that I've ever heard him, I've heard him, like, irritated. I don't know if I've ever heard him excited. Him excited? Yeah, like, on this podcast, you know, like, I've heard him, like, make declarative statements. I've heard him be irritated by things that you've said, (laughs) but I don't know. You you got to listen to like our Jimmy Eat World episodes or our Coheed and Cambria episodes. There's a lot of excitement on those. You've got to listen to the episodes that interest you least. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did. I listened to like, I think all of those Coheed. I listened to those Coheed and Cambria ones because I was sending you like, what the fuck text messages. <laughs> do you remember that? I was like, what the fuck? This is like a space opera. What is this? Oh, that's right. Books? I do remember that. Did you listen yeah. to all those episodes? I think I did. Those are I mean, long. like, not <laughs> intently. Yeah. Yes, they are. But apparently the records are long, too. The records are long, too. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Like, pop, pop, uh, Possum Dixon, like, snappy. You get in, you get out, you're it's, done. It, yeah, it's a nice... Yeah, that's one thing he did say. I, like, sent him a screenshot of the playlist. He's like, five songs, 12 minutes, this is great. Or 13 minutes, <laughs> Well, this is good. Uh, you gave me a playlist you said I was going to hate, and I actually really love it. So, hey, we're all happy. Snappy. Dante's thoughts. He says, this one's fine. Sounds like the Pixies without Frank Black's grit slash edge has some endearing charm, especially the chorus. Ah, yeah. Uh, I I totally agree with the Pixies, like especially this song, but including some of the the other songs on the playlist, I get a lot of like kind of Pixies vibes from yeah. this band. Um, so I just I love this song. I don't have any timestamps. Well, good thing I do. Yeah. I didn't write down a timestamp because it's right at the beginning, um, so everyone has already heard it because this one starts out starts out with the lyrics right away after that weird ass intro thingy. His delivery on those verses, where he's holding out on my road and then getting mm-hmm. through the rest of the next lines, for some reason today when I was listening, I was like, oh, this kind of sounds like Jawbreaker. Like it doesn't sound like Jawbreaker, but like the delivery is kind of Jawbreaker like to me. Oh, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, like that makes sense. Twenty-four to me. hour revenge therapy era, jawbreaker. Yes, could... the the best era. In in some people's opinions, sure. Yeah. In the right people's opinions, um, yeah. So interestingly, though, we you called it the weird ass intro. I love that intro, no, and I, think I it's almost great. don't think. I think that it makes the song like if you just jumped into the vocal or there was some kind of other intro into it it wouldn't Mm -hmm. i love that weird ass intro i think it's great and i love that they it comes back in the middle of the song too like around the bridge or whatever i think it's cool it's weird but it doesn't mean i don't love it yeah and then what do i have oh the chorus
So I know it's like we're all happy, we are all happy. But it sounds like were, or Dante said were. So like were, like W-H-I-R is what I hear. And Dante says mm. were, like W-E-R-E, without the apostrophe. Interesting. But it is weird. But it's just a weird delivery. Like if I was singing that, you know, I was playing my guitar and I was singing it, I would, and I wrote this song, I would probably say, we're all happy, we're all happy. Maybe it's a Southern California thing. Well, they're from L.A., yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just love it because it's the, it seems to be like a narrative of the kind of house party that I've been to at least a few of. I don't know mm. about, as somebody who may not in his teenage or early 20s years been super tolerant of drinkers, you may not have been to that kind of party, but maybe. Um, yeah, I've been around some things. You've seen some things in your day. I've seen some things. <laughs> I've been in the shit. <laughs> but it is, it's just sort of like, oh, I love it. Yeah. I love it. So you've got it, some timestamps? It is very good. Uh, 102 uh, is the next one. It's very dark sounding. It almost doesn't fit in the like, jo- the rest of the song is very like jovial and whatnot. But like that kind of octave lead with the chorus on it, it feels very dark. Not a criticism at all. I, I like it. But yeah, that kind of stuck out today. I love an octave lead. Hey everybody, it's editing Danny. I also just realized it totally reminds me of the Ian MacKay band Embrace. So, I don't know. That's neat. Uh, and then... Another band they, they reminded me of today, and it clicked today. I've been like trying to get it. It's not till another song where it's like real. It reminds me of it. <laughs> Stupid. Um, but I'm going to play it. And we wander, and we wander, and we wander. And we wander, and we wander, and we wander. Obviously, Violent Femmes. It sounds like Violent Femmes a bit, but it reminds me of Dismemberment Plan, like the hmm. uh, Travis Morrison's like vocal style and and some of his delivery. Like his voice is a little bit higher pitched usually and stuff, but like especially when he does that kind of talk singing thing on mostly on the earlier stuff that Dismemberment Plan put out. But it gets kind of into this same area, and I like it. I like the repetition there and. Yeah, really great. Do you have any other notes on this song? Uh, no, I don't other than... Yeah, no, that's all I got. Sorry, I know that was very compelling. That's okay. Seconds, that's okay. Next song is called In Her Disco. This is where Dante's thoughts start to go off the rails. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, 
Sounds like a song by a fake band from Gilmore Girls. You only hear about 45 seconds in the show, and we were never intended to hear the full song. That almost sounds like a compliment. (laughs) Every band that was uh, on Gilmore Girls was a good band. So... Uh, you know what I would like is I, I tried to like that show. Um, mm-hmm. I think we've talked about this before, the fact that I'm not a huge Gilmore Girls fan. I would like an episode of Five Songs or Less where you just recommend five episodes of Gilmore Girls. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay. And I watch those. And I see if I can get into Gilmore, Gilmore Girls more than I did by watching a season and a half. Yeah, yeah. I could. Uh, Amanda and I could probably put that together. Yeah, that'd be fun, actually. A little, like, bonus episode where we talk about Gilmore Girls. Oh, yeah. I love when his voice jumps up on that and gets higher. It sounds Mm -hmm. so good, like... It it's like it's so catchy and I just like love singing along and it goes into that really cool uh not too rock and roll guitar solo. It's really yeah. good. I I was wondering if like you didn't think I was gonna like this because I didn't I ended up not really liking the replacements. Like are these like Oh, that's a good question. On the I don't scale? I I didn't really think about that. No. Yeah. Because I like this better than at least two of those replacement songs. Yeah. I, I recently yeah. made a playlist uh, called uh, This Shit Makes Me Happy for uh, just songs that, that make me happy for when I'm in a, in a downer of a mood and I can put on this playlist. It's also worked really well for like putting on when I'm trying to fall asleep. Works really well for that as well. Um, I put uh, Alex Chilton. Alex Chilton. Thank you. I kept wanting to say Alex Jones, but I know that's not what the <laughs> no, song is. Dear God. <laughs> that would have you up all night with nightmares. <laughs> I put Alex Chilton on that playlist because boy, do I love that song. Yeah. Uh, I might have put Bastards of Young on there too. I can't remember. Anyway, solo's really good. And I love the jump up, like I said. It it reminds me of something. I haven't been able to place it yet. So probably at some point I'll text you and be like, that's what it reminds me of when the voice jumps up like that. Nice. I'll jump up out of my seat and be like, oh, shit. (laughs) So my my only timestamp is somewhat late in the song, so I didn't know if you had anything there. Oh, is it? Okay. 121 is my next one. That's mine. I've got... I've got 121, 22 to about 145. It's kind of long. Okay. It's the chorus and maybe a little bit yeah. after that. We'll see. Another cool solo. 
Yeah. That chorus is so fun. I was driving. Yeah, exactly. Driving my kids to school today, singing along to that, making them listen to it. And it almost feels like it should be part of a different song, but it also just yeah, fits yeah. so well. I know what you mean. It's it's so much fun. Kind of, sort of, at, at times reminds me of Pavement a little bit. Um, Watch yourself. Watch oh, yourself. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That's another band that I was given on this podcast and ended up really liking. I, I can't help that. <laughs> <laughs> Because I like everything now. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that's a bad thing, honestly. I think it means that you're more open. Maybe. And less cynical than I am. Maybe. We'll see. Someday, I'm going to have to um, sit through the band Turnstile later in June. And I'm not looking forward to that. Who's who's doing that to you? Uh, Because I'm going to see Blink-182 in their opening. Oh, yeah. Okay. Destroy Boys are also playing. Good for them. For That's going to be play good. At yeah. Golden One Center. More, uh, more times they sound like the Violent Femmes. I've got one, and you've got the other's got one, and I've got, I've got the one way you go, the other's got one, and I've got. Love that. Oh, you're. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I li- it's good. I fucking love it. It's great. I don't yeah. know why you thought I wasn't going to like this. I, I don't know. I was almost... I don't know. I kind of, What's not to like? Yeah, I mean, I guess it's sort of like, why, why would I even bother giving you a band that I disliked? Because, I mean, that's, that's the thing, right? It's like, if I'm giving you these, it's, I don't know. I mean, it's possible. Mm-hmm. But... I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So you wanted to give me this playlist that you thought I was going to hate. Uh, and you thought I was going to think that I was going to watch the girl destroy me. That's the first time you've you've tried one of your snappy intros in this episode. No, I did one for the second song. We're all happy. Oh, happy. Oh, okay. Yeah, I miss, I, yeah watch, you're right. You're right. Watch the girl destroy me. I'm this sorry. song is great. Oh, I have to talk about Dante's thoughts first. Hold on. Okay. Okay. Here's what Dante says. Watch the girl destroy me. Sounds like it was recorded during an improv band competition hosted by Paul Schaefer. Uh, they made it to the finals, but lost to the presence of the United States of America in disguise. Does Dante engage in the use of psychedelic drugs? <laughs> no, he does not. Okay. <laughs> it, he is two hours ahead now, so he might have been a little loopy because this was in the evening. <laughs> I think it was like yeah. seven or eight o'clock our time, so... <laughs> so this one this one was the one that is not necessarily one of my favorites, but that I was sure that you would have heard. 
that I was positive that you had heard the song because it got such heavy rotation when it came out. Let's. So here's what I want to do with this song. I believe there is a music video. Yes. Let's watch the music video. Okay. And play. Yeah, I noticed they seem to have their own official channel, which I was oh. sort of intrigued by. This one, it sounds the most 90s. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it sort of reminds me of uh, that one Blind Melon song a little bit. Watch yourself. No, I like Blind Melon. <laughs> Honestly, that first Blind Melon album was good. I'm sorry. Um, let me see. I'm just gonna talk about my timestamps while we're doing this. Yeah, I was gonna say. So, it's not any more familiar after seeing no, this video. No, not at all. This does not look familiar. I would recommend. I would remember that uh, weird focus play that's going on there. Yeah. I mean, my biggest note on this is says very 1993. Very yes. Very 93. This is cool. Are we talking when you say this is cool? You're talking about the visuals, or are you talking about this part of the song? The like live footage of the song. Yeah. It looks fun. I love all the piano. Like I barely talked about this, but like I love all the piano and stuff that goes on in these songs. Um, yeah. This song is filled with good transitions. There's a lot of really good like transitions between parts. Yeah. Um, I think that's what I like the most about the, this part right here. Yeah. Uh, in the chorus, there's like a real subtle lead that in the background. Dun 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 mm. dun, dun, that kind of thing. And it reminds me of something, and I think it might be Martha. Hmm. <laughs> I'm just, I'm struck by how flexible he is. Yeah, he's a lanky, flexible guy. Perfect for a magi ma magician. <laughs> okay. This is, honestly, it's a very engaging video. I had forgotten how engaging a video it yeah. is. But it almost like, I think that's part of it, is I almost feel like this video doesn't do it justice because it's a good video, but it it's a very 1993 video, and I could see this sort of blending in a bit sure. with... Yeah. Other videos that were shot kind of the same way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not that it's not fun. It is pretty cool. Yeah. So we spent a whole song's worth. We spent 
three minutes and 46 seconds. Uh, going, oh, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah. With, with everybody not knowing at all what we're talking about. Well, I'll put it in. Everyone can see it. Also, at the very end of the song, I'm just going to play it here, 3.05. got two guitarists playing leads and they're just playing two different leads at the same time you can almost guarantee that i'm gonna love that shit yeah it rules i'd forgotten that that is true if <laughs> if there was a kaya song there probably is a kaya song no they were a one guitar band if there was a kaya song that did that or if there was a pink song that did that i'd have to change my opinion about them that's all i gotta say yeah. So this is something that I rarely do, and I wonder if I will regret doing it. Uh-oh. But I have a timestamp for a part of the song that I dislike. Oh, okay. This is this is rare, and it feels out of the spirit of the whole thing. Okay. But well, I'm going to argue why it's good. Well, yeah, and so I, I mentioned that this was not my favorite song in the playlist, and this little bit is is what doesn't work for okay. me. Like this eight seconds is why <laughs> I don't rank this song higher. But 111 to 119. 111 to 119, okay. Yeah, I don't know why. It just really does not sit well with me. It's, it's pretty dumb. Uh. <laughs> yeah. And I think maybe it's supposed to be. I think that's kind sure. of like yeah, the point. Yeah. I mean, I think the point is, I mean, if you think about it, the song is really about this thing that he's, it's almost like he's jazzing himself up for this thing that is just not meant to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's kind of searching for whatever, <laughs> for whatever little kernel or shred there is there. So, I mean, like thematically it works for the song. It's just not my favorite yeah. delivery maybe. But then 126 to 136, I absolutely love. It's good. See? It's very good. Yeah. Even See, that's the thing is even for a song that's not my favorite, there's still parts mm-hmm. that are so very Because they're so good. fun. All these songs are so fun. So here's a, a question. I know at least one member of the band has passed. Mm-hmm. But if this band reformed, would you go see them? Absolutely. Because I would see them in a hot second. Yeah, I would go see this band for sure. I would. I would and, and uh, probably even will buy the records if they are nice. somewhat in print. Let's have a quick little look-see on Discogs. You'll probably find more CDs than... No, but they released, like, a lot of vinyl before they got signed to a major label. Like, mm. even... It, it's kind of on my watch list, and I I don't really have, like, a big record-buying budget at the moment, but, like, this multi-seven-inch, like... Mm-hmm. I read about that, like a yeah. box set thingy. Yeah, which just I love because it's so weird for mm-hmm. a band that at that point if i'm recalling was yeah before they new. are signed <laughs> to put out multi yeah. multiple seven inches 
Um, it, the first album was pressed on vinyl once in 93. It has sold anywhere between 40 and $100 on Discogs and has not sold since March of 2020. We've got one pressing of Star Maps, their second album. There's one for sale right now for cheapest price. One for sale, $133. Come on, Record Store Day. See, now, that's one of the things that I was thinking about, is that we're talking about this band as if they're somehow obscure because they weren't known to you and because I don't hear people talk about them much in my circles. Mm -hmm. But I was talking to someone today who used a phrase proximity bias like Mm. is it this idea that just because our circle of friends isn't talking about it that's that perhaps they're still huge and and we're just not aware of it that is uh in my current career that's the thing that i find most interesting is there's Mm -hmm. a lot of talk of why is no one talking about this and Mm -hmm. if you you know actually kind of keep up with uh, the media sources in your town, you'll often find that sometimes, not with every story, but with many stories, there's been at least a kernel of it there and and people just aren't really consuming media in the same way they used to. So because of because of the media vacuum, (laughs) (laughs) because of the, the media vacuum that we put ourselves in with social media, none of us is in a great place to talk about who is or isn't talking about something mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. But of course that is my own bias as as one of the people who you know produces stories about things and mm-hmm. hears somebody say why is no one talking about this and it's like dude we've been writing about this for 6 months. Yeah. <sighs> well the good what news is do? now that Possum Dixon has the five songs or less bump uh, <laughs> I imagine Record Store Day 2024, uh, the full discography is going to get a box set re-release. Um, I would like that. That would be pretty cool. Interscope, you're just sitting on a pile of money that you don't have access to yet. I would stand in line on Record Store Day for that. I, I probably would as well. I, yeah. I would, I would uh, definitely buy... That or not even just not even a box set, but like if they just reissued the albums individually. Yeah. You've got I mean, my money, Rob. You, you are a record store guy. I haven't stood in line for record store day in seven years, and that just happened to be that I was down the street from a record store from where I was staying. But yeah. Well, uh, that song's called "Crashing Your Planet." Dante's thoughts, uh, he completely checked out at this point. Uh, Now he just says, Crashing Your Planet or Destroy Me is the best song. Okay. Well, that's not as negative as as he could have been. Yeah, no. I think he he was really um, leaning on the endearing word. Like, we had to figure out that that's the word he was looking for. Um, He felt like 
I, I'm putting words in his mouth at this point, but I think he feels like the band is endearing or some of the stuff yeah. is endearing. Well, that's good yeah. because it is. Um, this one, especially like the intro and stuff, reminds me so much of a Martha song or just like something that Martha would do. And that makes me so happy because if we're talking about endearing, Martha, oh my God, so endearing. So lovely. I've listened to that episode you did, I think. Oh, cool, cool. Um, Dante yeah. liked them. Mm. So there's that. That's a thing. <laughs> um, so there's that. So there's that. Like, all of that except for the slide at the very end just sounds like Martha. And that... Mm. I'm fucking sold. If I wasn't sold already, that would have gotten me. And then I have a couple other timestamps on this one. Do you have anything on this one? I have a timestamp, but not till 1.22. Okay, so 43 seconds here. Because <laughs> you were just in charge. I was, so much. I was bopping out. Uh, that's a thing people say. Um, a really, really good like transition part into the chorus, and that chorus is so much fun. Just it's, it's so like fun. a sing along, but the th- it, it's this. I spent a lot of time thinking about this because, like, I think we all kind of want to scream that sometimes. I'm not the same anymore. So why do you blame me for it? It's like a really sort of absolving one's uh, oneself of responsibility for things. Sure, sure, sure. But I, I, I do think we all kind of wish for a little of that. Yeah, totally, know? totally. Like, come on, dude, that was years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, sorry. When he's when he's playing. Zelda, it's hard to tell if he's like frustrated at the game or excited or excited about the game. He actually doesn't get frustrated at video games, which is great because he didn't get that from me. Um, it took me a minute to realize you were talking about your son. I thought we had gotten a text back from Cody. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> talking about Juan. So like he gets excited about games and stuff or if he's yelling at his sister. So but I think he's just, I think it's okay. We're almost okay. done anyway, so. You know, there'll only be a little bit of blood. <laughs> and then here's my last timestamp, the part where I was like, oh yeah, this sounds like Dismemberment Plan or Travis Morrison anyway. Okay, right here. She's got her backs up on the planet's affairs. She's got her backs up on the planet's affairs. She's packed her bags into the planet's affairs. She's got her backs up on the planet's affairs. She's gonna pick them up to throw them down. But yeah, that like talk sing kind of thing. Travis yeah. Morrison does that a lot. It also, I know you already got mad because I said pavement, but it reminds me a little bit of pavement and it reminds me a little bit of cake. Uh, it's basically anybody that talk sings. Um, mm-hmm. But it's great. Like, I love the like the drivingness of it, the intensity of it, because it's got that fast palm mute. That whole time. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And then it just opens up into a cool, I think it's a cool little solo. Well, I think that's to go back to the 
Oh no, to go, to go back to the talk singing like that, I do have a note that this is one of the places where I have sort of David Byrne vibes. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, he kind of does that too. But anyway, really great playlist. I wonder, I mean, I feel like I would like it as much, but like I went in with like this, oh, I'm probably not going to like this kind of feeling. So like when I started listening, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about, Lindsay? This is great. So I wonder if like I went in with more of a level head, I might not be as excited about it, but I don't know because it's really fucking fun. All in all, great playlist. I'll see you at Record Store Day. Uh, <laughs> I think they're going to tie with Motion City Soundtrack at 4.8. 4. Holy shit. Holy shit. We'll see if I take that back because I'm going to listen to some more tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, that is... Um, that, w- shall we refresh people? And, and uh, let them remind people that that is, motion, to my knowledge, the highest. Motion City soundtrack was the highest. I also rated, Cody is going to be mad that I can't remember this guy's name, Joshua Ray Walker. Um, this like country guy that Co- Cody gave me, I really, really liked. I might have overshot that one a little bit because um, I've not mm-hmm. really gone back to listen to it. You know, like if I did an episode where I like... Um, went back and revised some of my scores, I would lower Joshua Ray, Ray Walker a little bit because I haven't, haven't had the urge to go back, really. So we'll see. We'll check back in, in a month, two months, a yeah. year on this one. But so far, those are the highest. 4.8. Uh, 4.8. Damn. Um, Damn. But yeah, really fucking great, Lindsay. Well, cool. I'm going to stop pretending to be so cool. Um, and like, like too cool for everything. Yeah, it's, I really love this band, and, and I'm glad that I don't have to pretend to be defensive about it. Yeah. Well, it's, if for some reason I listen to, I'm probably going to listen to Star Maps first. If I listen to Star Maps and there's some weird song or something like that, I'll, I'll put it at the very end of the episode that I'm lowering yeah. my score. Well, but 4.8 is... is no, 4.8 4. is is pretty damn high. Um, I will say, I know you're not a reader, I know you're an audio, audiobook guy, but find some way to fit in Strange Cures because it okay. really is great. Yeah. Um, and anybody who's listening, read Strange Cures. Excellent book. Okay. Yeah. I'm, very, I'm so curious about Rob, too. Like, I want to dig more into his other stuff. I saw he had like a, a couple like solo things too, musically. Um, yeah, I haven't checked those out yet, but I'm yeah. interested. So I'm curious about that. I'm curious about his acting and comedy and stuff. So it's a whole new world that I didn't know existed, all because I passingly said <laughs> Possum Dixon on a podcast. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's... It's uh, magic. It's pod magic at its best. <laughs> hey, pod magic. This episode goes out to Rob Zabrecki uh, for all his magic. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Everybody say bye to Lindsay. Bye, Lindsay. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
So, post-episode listens have been pretty good. The self-titled album from 1993, pretty solid album. Star Maps seems to be a solid album, but they keep veering off into these weird directions that I'm not sure if I like. I'm going to say I'll leave it at 4.8 for now. I'll leave it at, yeah, yeah. I still, I still feel pretty good about that 4.8. When I was just listening to Star Maps, I was like, Ooh, I don't know about this. I don't know if this is going to stay there. But debut album, self-titled, solid stuff. Okay. Thanks to everyone who listened to this far in the episode. I commend you for your patience. Bye-bye.